Good morning, shockwaves. The Supreme Court confirms the authenticity of that draft opinion overturning Roe versus Wade, and the battle lines harden from coast to coast. How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? The Chief Justice calling the leak a betrayal and launching an investigation as both sides point fingers. If it's a conservative, you're a traitor to the cause. If it's a liberal, you're the dumbest person in Washington. Complete coverage straight ahead. Breaking overnight, Trump card. J.D. Vance prevails in Ohio's closely watched Republican Senate primary, the come-from-behind victor after a late endorsement from the former president. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First agenda. This morning, what it means for the race to hold Congress in this fall's crucial midterms. All eyes on the Fed, another key interest rate hike expected today. A new step in the fight to lower record inflation. Will it work? And where your costs are going up? Walk out, new video of the moment a convicted felon now on the run fled an Alabama jail. Alongside the corrections officer, police believe helped him escape. What investigators are now revealing about their relationship as the manhunt enters day six. We're live with the latest. All that plus round two, millions in the Midwest bracing for another day of severe weather, including the potential for more tornadoes, which you can expect and where the threat is headed next. And no laughing matter. Overnight, comedian Dave Chappelle attacked by a man who stormed the stage during a performance at LA's iconic Hollywood Bowl. Inside the alarming breach, what police are saying about the suspect and the other comedian who just happened to be there. Was that Will Smith? Today, Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today. Good to have you with us on a Wednesday morning. We want to get right to our top story this morning. The Supreme Court has now confirmed that leaked draft opinion is genuine. Chief Justice John Roberts labeling it a breach of trust while adding this draft opinion does not represent a final decision of the court. Yeah, this comes as protesters on both sides of the argument are making their voices heard from the steps of the Supreme Court to communities all across the country. In the meantime, strict new laws are already being passed on the state level. Oklahoma's governor signing one yesterday, modeled after a similar one in Texas, that bans abortions after 16 weeks. The battle lines are quickly being drawn from coast to coast with people on both sides of this emotional issue given new fuel for their arguments. So what is next? NBC's Blaine Alexander is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with that part of the story. Hey, Blaine, good morning. Well, Hoda, good morning to you. This abortion clinic here in Baton Rouge is one of three in the state of Louisiana, all of which would be immediately impacted if Roe were to be overturned. It's because of what's known as a trigger law, something that nearly a third of the country already has in place. From Chicago to San Diego, abortion is oppression. New York to the nation's capital, the fight over abortion rights is spilling into the streets. I've always supported life. I believe that every child should be born. I'm afraid for my daughters. I'm afraid for my future granddaughters. I'm afraid for all women. 
Even as the nation's highest court says the bombshell leaked draft is not a final ruling, states are already swiftly preparing for action should the court strike down the landmark decision protecting abortion access. If Roe v. Wade is eventually overturned, it will fall to each state to control abortion access. At least 20 would likely ban the procedure outright, 13 of those through so-called trigger laws, automatically outlawing abortions immediately with few exceptions. It comes as some Republican-led states are already enacting a flurry of restrictive abortion laws. Arkansas is a pro-life state. Uh, we have already put a trigger law in place. In Oklahoma, the governor signed a law Tuesday banning the procedure after six weeks. And while 16 states have already passed laws codifying the right to abortion, Connecticut has gone one step further, passing a bill to expand the list of medical professionals who can perform the procedure. Half of this country, like Connecticut, led by Connecticut, will respect women, patients, doctors. Nationwide, clinics say their patients will be caught in the middle. It does make my job harder knowing that women won't be able to access. Shannon Brewer is director of Mississippi's only abortion clinic, the one at the center of the Supreme Court case. You're going to see an influx of women doing um, things that they that are unsafe because out of being desperate. And back to that new law in Oklahoma. It's just hours old, but the impact already stretches well beyond Oklahoma's borders to women who have come to the state from other states, including Texas, to get the procedure. Hoda. All right, Blaine Alexander for us. Blaine, thank you. And now to that breaking news overnight from Ohio, the results of a closely watched primary race with national implications. The Republican who received a late endorsement from former President Trump securing his party's nomination for the U.S. Senate. NBC's Jesse Kirsch in Cleveland for us to this morning. Jesse, good morning to you. Savannah, good morning. The state Senate primary race, a pivotal test of the former president's influence over the Republican Party. J.D. Vance, the well-known author of Hillbilly Elegy, got a late bump in the race after an endorsement for Mr. Trump. And last night, he cruised to victory. This morning, former President Donald Trump's grip on the Republican Party looks even tighter, heading into the pivotal midterm elections this fall. I love you, too. Overnight, J.D. Vance projected the winner of Ohio's raucous Republican Senate primary, beating out six other candidates. His profile surging in the final weeks of the race after a late endorsement from the 45th president. Some voters skeptical of the hillbilly elegy author who previously took swipes at Trump and his supporters, but others unfazed. The high-profile race featured several candidates, all tying themselves to Trump's policy, messaging, or both. They wanted to write a story that this campaign would be the death of Donald Trump's America First agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First agenda. On Sunday, Trump confusing Vance with rival Josh Mandel. We've endorsed JP, right? JD Mandel, and he's doing great. Then tempering expectations Tuesday after the polls opened. They're all very good. Everybody's good, but I think JD's best suited to win the election. Vance will face off against Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan. We have to put workers front and center in the economy in the United States of America, not the hedge funds, not the banks. Vance's victory in Ohio seen by some as a roadmap for Republicans hoping to regain control of Congress, only needing a net pickup of five House seats and just one in the deadlocked Senate. Also at stake, President Biden's agenda, with midterm elections usually a referendum on the incumbent president. 
Recent polls showing more than half the country disapproves of Biden's job performance, driven by concerns about the flailing economy. Midterm seen as an uphill battle for Democrats, one that could shift the balance of power in Washington for the next two years. Question now here in Ohio is can Democrats attract moderate Republicans and independents who might be put off by Vance's hard right positions? One moderate Republican I spoke with last night said he plans to vote for the Democrats. So even if the Trump playbook works in the primaries, it's still unclear if it will be successful this fall as well. Savannah? All right, that's the question. Jesse, thank you. Turning now to the war in Ukraine, Russian forces unleashing a series of new attacks overnight. One of them aimed directly at that besieged steel plant in Mariupol where civilians remain holed up inside. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us now with the very latest. Hey, Aaron, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Today, the European Commission announced its plan to phase out Russian oil imports. Uh, as soon as possible, really by the end of the year, as in all eyes are in Kharkiv at this point where Ukrainian forces are working to clear the devastation left behind by Russian troops. On the outskirts of the northeastern city of Kharkiv, Ukrainian troops survey the death and destruction the Russians left behind after reclaiming control of at least 11 villages, according to Ukrainian authorities. Meanwhile, after three days traveling on what's been described as the road from hell, buses of civilians finally arrived on safe Ukrainian territory from the devastated city of Mariupol. More than 100 women and children, many thought they might never live to see this moment. For weeks, they were trapped inside the nuclear bunker of an old steel plant, the last Ukrainian stronghold of the besieged city, surrounded by Russian forces with no way out. You can't imagine how scary it is when you sit in the shelter in a wet and damp basement, which is bouncing, shaking, she says. Until the UN and Red Cross managed what seemed impossible, negotiating a break in the fighting. Just enough time for some to escape, but many were left behind. 14-year-old Vova made it out with his mom and brother, but his father, a Ukrainian fighter, is still in the plant. He spoke to NBC's Matt Bradley. What did your father tell you when you left? What did he say to you? He said we'd meet each other soon. In Kyiv Tuesday, the wives and mothers of the trapped Ukrainian fighters marched to President Zelensky's office for help. Amidst reports, Russian troops were storming the plant. The ICRC says it's working to secure more evacuations. You need uh, to pass checkpoints. You need to talk. Uh, to the parties, to the conflict, things on the ground change by the minute. Uh, we, ha we have to remember this is an active conflict zone. What's your message to someone who's been left behind? We have not forgotten the people in Mariupol, in Azovstal, and we're working round the clock tirelessly to get people out wherever they are trapped. With the plant once again being relentlessly bombarded, hope of another rescue mission fades with each explosion. Ukrainian officials say four more evacuations are planned for the Mariupol area today, although none from that besieged steel plant. Hoda? Where it's needed most. All right, Aaron McLaughlin for us there. Aaron, thank you. Craig is with us now on the Money Beat this morning. Good morning. Yes, Money Beat indeed, Savannah. Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. From Wall Street to Main Street, all eyes are on the Federal Reserve today, expected to announce another hike to interest rates aimed at driving down that soaring inflation we've been all feeling. So 
How will you be impacted? NBC's business and tech correspondent Jolene Kent joins us now. Joe, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. Big day today. The Fed is set to unleash its biggest rate hike since 2000 as it tries to get inflation under control. So put simply here, by raising interest rates again, it'll get more expensive to take out new loans. Credit card interest rates go up. The idea here is to cool off all this demand for buying things in this pandemic. And the high prices you see will come back down to earth. But this is a delicate balancing act as the Fed tries to avoid stoking a recession. This morning, the cost of borrowing money is set to rise. It comes as the Federal Reserve is expected to hike interest rates once again, this time by up to half a percentage point, the largest increase in more than two decades. The move is the Fed's attempt to rein in soaring inflation, which is weighing heavily on budgets everywhere, from the pump to the grocery store. My grocery bills are getting larger and larger, not only because I have a preteen, um, but because the prices are going up. The goal is if borrowing money becomes more expensive, demand will drop and prices will go back down. But economists are split on whether or not the move will ultimately bring relief to the cost of living. Some fearing raising rates too quickly could trigger a recession. In the meantime, the price of new mortgages will immediately jump, raising home prices dramatically for some. I mean, the rates are going to go up and, you know, the type of houses that we're looking at, the prices aren't really going to go down. Andrew Cardenitz worried about paying even more for his dream home in Nashville, motivating him and his family to secure their big purchase as soon as possible. How far did you have to stretch to make this new house happen? Uh, we had to put about 8% over asking price um, on an already very expensive house. Another rate hike would also bump up the price of car and adjustable rate loans again and make paying off credit card debt even costlier. With a half point increase, a $5,000 balance would carry an additional $193 in total interest. And the rate hikes are expected to continue through the rest of this year as the Fed tries to strike a delicate balance to get inflation under control. And for the savers out there, today's expected hike could be good news if you've got one of those high-yield savings accounts. And, of course, this comes as so many Americans are changing their spending habits just to manage those tight budgets with inflation. Our new NBC News Morning Consult online poll found that 6 in 10 shoppers say they've decided not to purchase an item because it was too expensive or they're deciding to wait until the price goes down. Craig. All right, Jolene Kent for us. Joe, thank you. All right, busy morning in the mm -hmm. weather department. A whole big mess out there. Yeah, it, is. it is. I mean, it's very great here in New York. It's going to just be rainy to start off this day, but we are going to see a, a chance of bigger storms through the middle of the country. But let's take you uh, first into the northeast where we do have rain extending from just west of Boston all the way back towards Buffalo. Includes New York City. Washington's a little bit gray this morning. We've got some heavy pockets of rain across uh, New England as well, but it's really the middle of the country that'll be a focus later on this afternoon and tonight, especially in this area of dark orange. This is where we could see our strongest storm. So let's uh, break it down for you a little bit more uh, in a little bit more detail. Oklahoma City down to Wichita Falls. That's where we could see hail two inches or more in diameter. That's about the size of golf balls. So that certainly could be damaging. We also have the threat of some significant tornadoes, uh, EF2 or stronger as a, a line of storms will develop later on this afternoon. Again, this is that area across uh, south central Oklahoma into parts of Texas as well.
well. And uh, that is going to be uh, the zone we'll watch for today. And then tomorrow it shifts a little farther to the east, including Arkansas, into uh, eastern parts of Texas, where we could see, again, wind gusts over 60 miles per hour, large hail, and a few isolated tornadoes. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Uh, just ahead, a shocking scene caught on camera overnight. So comedian Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage in the middle of his routine. We are live with the very latest. Also ahead, the manhunt for that escaped convict and the corrections officer he disappeared with enters day six. And this morning, the new video showing just how easily they walked away from jail and what we're now learning about their relationship. But first, this is Today on NBC. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console consoling. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Okay, it's 7.30 Wednesday morning. It's a national holiday. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you know, as well. Wait, does everybody know what we're talking about? Yes, everyone who loves Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars nerds and Al Roker, wherever you are, may the 4th be with you today. <laughs> Sir, he's on his way back from Hawaii. Yes, well, it should okay. be a national All right. holiday. Yes. All right. Yeah. We All provided right, a so. public service for yes, you. Yes, exactly. Guys, let's get a check of your headlines at 7.30. U.S. health officials restating their recommendation that Americans wear masks on public transportation. The CDC issued a statement yesterday saying everybody aged two and older should wear masks on planes, trains, and buses, as well as airports and train stations. This despite a court ruling last month that struck down the national mask mandate on public transit. The Justice Department is appealing that decision. Breaking overnight, North Korea launched a ballistic missile toward its eastern waters this morning. The Japanese Coast Guard urged ships traveling off Japanese coast to stay away from any possible fragments. The test launch comes just days after North Korean leader Kim Jong-un vowed to bolster his nuclear arsenal and threaten to use them against rivals. All right, now to that stunning story from Los Angeles overnight. Comedian Dave Chappelle violently attacked while he was on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. NBC's Miguel Almaguer is in L.A. with the story. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Hi, guys. Good morning. Yes, scary moments indeed. Dave Chappelle was doing stand-up as part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival when a man jumped on stage and on top of the star. This whole incident now under investigation. Make some noise for hip -hop, hip -hop. 
Chaotic moments on stage for comedian Dave Chappelle Tuesday night after a man attacked him during his set at the Hollywood Bowl. Los Angeles police confirming Chappelle was attacked during his live show by a male suspect armed with a weapon called a replica gun that when discharged correctly ejects a knife blade. In video footage posted to social media, a man is seen running on stage and tackling the 48-year-old comedian during his set at the Netflix is a Joke Festival. The LAPD says the suspect was in the audience attending the show. When Chappelle was about to exit, the man jumped on stage, rushing at him, attempting to tackle him. It's another incident with a comedian on stage after that Oscar slap seen around the world. And in an only in Hollywood twist, video posted last night showing Chris Rock joining Chappelle on stage after the attack. Was that Will Smith? In recent months, Chappelle has been criticized for including what some have described as transphobic material in last year's Netflix comedy special, The Closer. But there was no immediate details regarding a possible motive. Uniform security hired for the show intervened, pulling the man off Chappelle, detaining the suspect. Video shows security restraining the suspect backstage at the Hollywood Bowl and show a man on a stretcher being placed in an ambulance. LAPD confirming that the man who rushed the stage was taken to the hospital for injuries and evaluated. Chappelle was not injured in the attack. After the incident, Chappelle seen returning to the stage with actor Jamie Foxx, fans cheering him on. A wild night for the comedian that was no laughing matter. I can't believe all of that, that Chris Rock was there and everything, but let's talk about uh, charges, potential charges. What do they look like? Well, it's currently an active investigation and no one has been charged yet, but we could see that change soon once the suspect is released from the hospital. As for a motive, it's still unclear, but police are expected to interview the suspect as well as Dave Chappelle himself as witnesses began to begin to unfold the events of what happened there. Hoda, back to you. All right, Miguel, uh, thank you. So many questions yeah. there. How did it get on stage? Yes. Where was security? Yes. All How are folks stuff? getting that close yeah. to folks performing yeah. on stage? Yeah. It's like the third example we've seen of the last yeah. year. Yeah. And the fact that Chris Rock happened to be that there. Was, I mean, yeah. the jokes write themselves yes. at that point. Coming up next, new video capturing the moment that escaped inmate in Alabama walked out of jail with the corrections officer who disappeared with him. This morning, we're learning a, a bit more about their relationship as the manhunt expands. A live report right after this. We are back 739 with in-depth today in that urgent manhunt to track down a dangerous convict and the Alabama corrections officer who apparently helped him escape is now entering its sixth day. And this morning, the sheriff's office confirming the pair shared what is described as, quote, a special relationship that may have been building for years. NBC Sam Brock has the very latest on this one. Sam, good morning to you. What do we know? Yeah, Craig Hoda Savannah, good morning. The sheriff's office here describing that special relationship as including everything from regular correspondence to the deputy visiting after work hours. Now, the sheriff doesn't believe there was a physical component here, given all the surveillance cameras in the jail. He does, however, believe that in retrospect, there were clearly signs something was off. In this newly released surveillance video, the pair left the jail last Friday like it was any other day. Corrections officer Vicki White holding the door open for accused killer Casey White, who was handcuffed and shackled. 
They can later be seen popping into Vicki White's patrol car. But the man serving 75 years in prison for violent crimes and the deputy honored with four Employee of the Year awards have not been seen since. We have uh, discovered some uh, evidence that, that confirms that there was a relationship outside her work hours. I'm not talking about a physical relationship, but outside her work hours, there was some contact between the two. The sheriff giving us a tour of where White, facing capital murder charges, was staying. From here, uh, Casey White cell was the first cell here on the left. We got the two windows, one of the windows looking into the bunk room. A former inmate expressing shock over the deputy now suspected of freeing the massive six foot nine convict. Everybody loved her. Nobody, nobody had nothing but good things to say about Vicky ever. In this small Alabama community, I, I think they left the area. They had a six hour head start. Many are playing armchair detective with curbside chats turning from confusion to concern for the deputy. I think she maybe was thinking that they were going to have a relationship. He's playing her. The sheriff's department confirming this 2007 Ford Edge with damage to the rear bumper was their getaway car. Though miscommunication led a local police department to publish that alert before the time was right. Uh, it's basically put us back to almost square one. Uh, we know they're going to probably get rid of that vehicle, so now then we're not going to have a clue again what they're driving. Vicki White's former mother-in-law worried about a woman she says would never stray far from home and loved her family. I figure he should have done something to her. We probably won't be ever here from him. Oh. Uh, Sam, so many questions. I mean, to your point, Vicki White, employee of the year four times in a row. She has this unblemished record, but authorities now finding out some new details about her that are raising some eyebrows. What more can you tell us about that part of this story? Yes. So, Craig, in addition to regular correspondence with Casey White, that was a red flag. Court records show that Vicki White had recently sold her house for $95,000. This despite the fact that industry research shows it's worth about three times that, sparking concerns from local law enforcement. She might have just been looking for quick cash. Also, Vicki White's mother said that in five weeks with living her, with, with her after she sold her house, not a single mention of an upcoming retirement. Craig? So many questions. Sam Brockforce there in Alabama. Sam, thank you. All right. 743. What do you say we get another check of the weather, Miss Dylan Dreyer? Good morning again. Yeah, we talked about the storms, yeah. right? But it also naturally comes with a lot of rain, too. And we do have a flood risk back through the central plains where we uh, could see several inches of rain, perhaps up to three inches per hour rainfall rates. And again, that's that same zone back through uh, Oklahoma into parts of Missouri and into northwestern uh, Arkansas as well. So here's the system. And just watch. As we play this out, we're going to see round after round of storms, lines of storms develop. Again, these are the reasons uh, we could see some uh, severe weather. Again, the large hail, the damaging winds, the possibility of tornadoes. Then as we go into Thursday, we're still looking at the chance of those uh, lines of storms producing significant amounts of rainfall and also the severe weather as well. But look at how much rain we could end up with Tulsa in uh, central or northeastern Tulsa, Oklahoma. We could end up with up to six inches or more of rain. Six to eight inches, certainly a possibility. So that could lead to some flash flooding. Also, uh, some poor drainage flooding as well. As this 
storm system slowly moves to the east. We're also pretty chilly across uh, parts of the Great Lakes where temperatures will be running below average highs only in the 50s. And of course, we are also starting off the rain, uh, the day with rain on the east coast as well. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Deli Deli, thank you. <laughs> Coming up next, the fallout after a glaring security breach inside Windsor Castle. How did a guy manage to spend the night there with the very guards assigned to protect the queen? Keir Simmons standing by with some new details in that wild and alarming case over the pond. That's right after this. Seven forty nine. Carson joins the table. We're turning to an alarming security scare for the royal family. Carson. Yeah. Good morning, guys. We told you about this yesterday. A man managing to talk his way into spending the night at Windsor Castle. That breach, as you can imagine, especially concerning ahead of the celebrations coming up to mark the Queen's. Platinum Jubilee. Well, today's senior international correspondent Keir Simmons is outside Buckingham Palace with more on the investigation and the fallout. Keir, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. And they are getting ready for the Queen's Jubilee here. The scaffolding there, you can see, is covering the statue of Queen Victoria. They're making sure that she will look her best. But now, more details about that security scandal surrounding those royal guards who will certainly be prominent at those events. Folks will recognize them if you've seen the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace here. They're the guys wearing the bearskin hats and the red coats. And now, they're just red-faced. Fears for the safety of the Queen this morning after a stunning security breach involving royal guardsmen, whose role is protecting royal palaces. An intruder pretending to be a priest reportedly spent the night in the barracks. It happened at Windsor Castle, the site of Prince Philip's funeral last year and Harry and Meghan's wedding. An intruder gaining access to the barracks and the trust of senior officers of the Coldstream Guards, world famous for their red coats and large bearskin hats. The man arrived last Wednesday evening, posing as a priest. He allegedly spent the night eating and drinking and was even given a bed for the night. Only in the morning, at 9.20am, the alarm was raised with police and the intruder removed from the barracks. The Queen was not in residence, but the breach brings back memories of a Buckingham Palace intruder 40 years ago, portrayed in The Crown, who was able to reach the Queen's bedroom. She famously kept him talking until help arrived. What do you want if it's money? I don't want money. I don't want anything. I just want to talk to you. This latest scare, while far less serious, is undergoing a thorough investigation. And guys, the Coldstream Guards go back to 1650, so this won't be the most embarrassing uh, defeat uh, in their history. But a pub landlord reportedly today saying that the same man turned up at, at that pub claiming to be Prince Harry's friend from America and asking for free food. That pub landlord told him to swing his hook. So the question is, how come <laughs> the Royal Guards weren't like as sensible as he was. Swing Wait, his hook. Yeah, I'm that? sorry. Give us Translation. <laughs> Swing his hook. Swing his hook. Have you that? not heard that? No. no. Does it mean beat it? Sling his hook. Yeah. <laughs> beat it. Like it's an English that. way. Yeah. An English way of saying beat it. Thank you. Beat it. All right. For the translation Thanks, especially. Thanks. Here, thank you. We need to tighten up security all over the globe. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a big theme this morning. Guys, coming up, we've got a packed pop start, uh, including the absolutely wild first trailer now available for the Weird Al biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe. Coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour.